morning, good morning. I think we're up and live. Hey, good morning, everyone. Jason here. Hopefully you're well. Give us a shout out in the chat if uh, if you're on. I think I can see a few people jumping on now. So uh, good morning, everybody. Welcome to another Wealth Coffee Chat, 31st of August. 31st of August, 2021. What a year it has been. What a year it has been. Hey, morning, James. Good morning to you. Good to see you. Got a few of the crew jumping on now, which is awesome. Margaret, James and Justin, good to see you guys there. Welcome back to the regulars. Sineth, Aaron, good to see you guys, uh, as always. Thanks for rejoining, Dean, and uh, morning, <laughs> morning crew. How are you going? Um, yeah, hopefully you're well. For those who might be new, uh, welcome to the regulars. Teresa. Good to see you uh, you here this morning. But for those who might be new, give us a shout out in the chat. Tell us uh, where you're from. My name's Jason Witten, and uh, I've been property investing over 20 years, helping property investors since 2003 across Australia and New Zealand build their property portfolios. Team, this thing is a marathon, not a sprint. You hear me say that all the time. We've got two catch cries around here. Buy well, never sell. This thing's a marathon, not a sprint. Uh, we're investors, which means we buy things that we want to keep and turn into income and create some wealth in the future. And last night, Alison, thanks for the shout out. Morning, Jimmy. Morning, Rodney. Last night, we did a little bit of that, which is super cool. Uh, we'd, uh, we had a little look at some tax stuff. Um, I could have done an, ex- an extra hour on that. I think I'll do a deeper session on the tax uh, minimising for us as property investors. I think uh, that would be certainly certainly useful. We had a success story last night. One of our clients now owns eight properties. Eight, I don't even have enough hands. I'll put my coffee down. Eight properties. They've, they've now got eight properties, which is brilliant. Well, uh, well down the track to where they need to be. Uh, and the outcome for them is looking fantastic. They've paid their home off. Um, it's debt-free. They're set up now so they can maximise. They can have uh, the plan very quickly is going to be $86,000 tax-free income, each of them. It's not a bad little outcome. You know, 170 grand between them tax-free uh, in the next five to six years is when they're planning to do their little lifestyle legacy manoeuvre. Uh, who wouldn't want that, huh? Um, and uh, away you go. So listen, team, um, Make sure when we're going down the road, um, as we're looking at creating our wealth, make sure we have a look at what our strategy is, what our tactics are, and don't give up. Oh, so I get it. I, hear, I see this all the time. So many people, like, you know, have one property that didn't work out exactly how it was to be, and then they chuck their toys. Um, it's sad for anyone who starts something and then gives up. But at the end of the day, you know, um, you're a grown-up, you're an adult. You need to manage the mental, emotional capacity that you have to be a property investor as you go forward. So, hey, good to see everyone here, a bunch on, bunch of you guys on now. Uh, I saw this uh, little, little poster and uh, it was talking about being a millionaire. Who wants to be a millionaire? Anyone, anyone want to be a millionaire? <laughs> Chuck it in the chat. Um, let me ask you a question, team. Is being a millionaire 
uh, enough. And, and it sounds, it's almost like a, I don't know, is anyone like you feel like that's an uncomfortable question? Is a million dollars enough? Well, the answer is it's actually not. It's actually not for a reasonable, comfortable lifestyle. A million bucks is actually not a lot of money. These days, I feel like I'm old when I say that. These days, back in my day when I was young, million dollars, blah, blah, blah. And uh, whoever said that, you can't retire on only a million bucks. You cannot retire on a million bucks, gang. We've chatted about this all the time, uh, relentlessly. It's between three and four million dollars worth of assets producing you an income. Now, if you just had that in cash, you could probably... I don't know, if you retired at 60 and you're going to live another 30 years, you know, you need $3 million to use $100,000 a year, you know, um, but I would prefer to have some assets at the end of it. But how likely is it? How likely is it for us to become a millionaire? Well, you know what? Australia is the lucky country. Let's have a look at, uh, let's have a look at these statistics right here when it comes to um, creating wealth. In Australia. Now, let's have a look at this. In America, everyone thinks America, the land of opportunity, the US. What percentage of the population are millionaires and beyond? Okay, now there might be more billionaires in America than there is in Australia percentage wise, but let's have a look at this. How likely is it um, when it comes to um, being a millionaire in America? Well, the statistics show us right now there is 0.06% of the American population with a million dollars net or more, okay? Which is pretty cool. That's not bad. Um, but let's have a look at Canada. Let's have a look at Canada. Canada's a pretty nice place. What about those guys? Um, their population is 37 million. They're, uh, they're not doing so great in the, in the triple lineup here. 0.04% of Canadians have um, a million or more in net wealth. Okay, check this out. Have a look at Australia, a little country, but we punch above our weight when it comes to our relative wealth, 0.07%, 0.07%. Gang, as a percentage of our population compared to America or Canada, uh, and I'd like to get some stats for the rest of the world. This would be pretty interesting, actually. We're in the lucky country. We're in the lucky country, okay? Um, and sometimes I come across uh, investors or people sort of sitting there going, oh, this stuff's so hard, you know, blah, 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 whatever it is. And, you know, sometimes I'm like, like, crikey, mate, just get over yourself. Australia has is just amazing in comparison to many countries around the world. Yes, we've got our problems, uh, which is normal. If you don't have problems, you're dead. That's the only way you don't have problems in this world. But we've got good opportunity. And the stats show we've got great opportunity to create uh, a level of comfort and wealth for ourselves and our family uh, in and around the world of property investing. Um, Australia loves investing in real estate. Uh, and for me, and maybe for you, that's going to be enough, okay? Uh, so we've chatted about these before. How long and how much and how many bits of real estate do we need? You guys know this. Um, yeah, we have first world problems. You're dead right, Alison. Because in, in, uh, in the statistics, 
Australia has some great, some great opportunity here. We have some great opportunity to capitalise on our uh, our country and the ability for you and me to self um, rationalise, self realise our choices. We can invest. We can create a, a portfolio. We can create assets. We can do all sorts of good things for our um, ourselves as property investors. What does it look like? Um, and I showed this little um, this little calculator the other day and I took a snapshot this morning, team, okay? What does it look like to get this outcome? And you guys have seen this many times before. Um, 0.07, oh, thanks, uh, calculator person, 7%, 0.07. Uh, um, that's what popped up in the calculator. Maybe you can do all of them there um, and tell me how to write them out because 0.07 popped up for my calculator. So gang, listen, how many properties do we need? How many properties do we want? We have these conversations often because I think it's important to keep these um, these numbers in our mind. For me, the number is six to seven properties. Maybe for you, the number is six to seven properties into the future that will have a low debt and a high income, okay, as we roll along. So team, what does it look like when we're creating that portfolio? How is it going to manifest and come out for us as we go along? So let's have a bit of a look at this. 2021, 30 years to our goal and $100,000 passive income, okay? Now, um, six properties down here. Uh, and I put a date of 2045 in there, okay? Now that can be you know way out into the future, um, but if you have a look at the middle of this section, and you guys have seen this before, I'm going to sort of draw it out here. Oh, no. I wonder how we undo that. <laughs> I put the picture on there. And uh, let me see. Uh, undo. Yes. Undo. Perfect. All right. I worked it out. Let me see if I saved that. Stick with me, team. I've had a... Anyway, I'll go freehand. What I was going to do is I was going to run... You guys saw that the debts went up and it took ages for those debts to pay themselves off. 30 years, a property will pay itself off if you leave it alone, all right? And you guys saw those incomes rising pretty quickly. Out here, that 30-year plan into the future... Seems like it's a long, 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 long way away. The danger zone for us when we're creating our wealth is this middle section here, okay? That middle section, nine times out of 10, is between the fifth year and maybe the 10th year, okay? Those, this is the danger zone, okay? So if we're looking to become wealthy, financially secure, um, as we go, then we need to be aware of this little hump in the road called the danger zone because this is our max debt and that can be the time where we lose a bit of faith in our property portfolio, right? Right now, what I'm seeing in the marketplace is I'm seeing people who are uh, disappointed because 
They might own a property in, in a location, Melbourne, Sydney, Brisbane, and their property specifically hasn't gone up in value yet or it hasn't shown that value yet, right? And they're chucking their toys. Oh, this property investing stuff. And this is the danger zone, the danger mentally and emotionally if it doesn't um, pan out right exactly, right now exactly how you want to have it. If you want to be in that 1% club like Alison's saying, or you want to create some wealth and be in that sort of that millionaire statistic, whatever that looks like, um, then team, we, we've got to make sure we manage uh, and understand how to get through this little danger zone right there, okay? Five to six properties works a treat. Um, three or more will still work. It'll just take a little bit longer. For all of us, I like the idea of understanding or asking ourselves compared to what, all right? Even if you got two properties or three properties and that was the maximum effort capacity that you could create with your circumstances, absolutely awesome. That, that's friggin' amazing, okay? For me, you don't measure yourself by someone else. You don't measure yourself by Harry Triggerboff who's got 6,000 properties uh, and you might have two and you're like, oh, I'm a failure because Harry's got 6,000 and I'm never going to succeed. Rubbish. You're maximising your wealth with your plan and your strategy, and I think that, for me, is an absolute 100% success as we go along. So make sure, team, you don't give up. Make sure you don't get waylaid by this danger zone, this bumpy part in the road, and make sure you check in and keep yourself on track when it comes to your um, mental and emotional state when it comes to the marketplace, because not every property is going up in value right now, okay? That, that's just not happening. And if that's not happening for you and you're feeling a bit despondent, give us a shout out, because this thing is a, um, a, a mental game as much as a financial game. Uh, I had a property, uh, I, I still got it, um, I had a property in the Gold Coast, and it was a three-bedroom apartment overlooking the water, in a really nice northern suburb, bought it many years ago. It was fantastic. Um, I got it at an absolute song. I renovated it at that point in time. Uh, and every property around around that property went up in value, and mine stayed the same value. Matter of fact, it went down about 50 grand. And the problem with that property um, has been for many years is the plumbing in the walls was made, no one, no one could know, you couldn't, you couldn't work it out with a building inspection, which I got. The plumbing in the walls of that building uh, was made from this old uh, plastic piping which kept on bursting. And every single apartment, there was 18 apartments in that building. It took over 10 years for every apartment to change all of the piping in the building. And now um, it's completely done. And now my values have gone up. Absolutely smashing. I got another property down uh, in New South Wales, a place called Long Jetty. Uh, it was, fan again, fantastic ocean location. The challenge, the problem is, one of the, the balconies at the front of the building got, um, got concrete cancer, okay? And we had a legal battle with the, um, the concrete contractor for about five years, and that held the building back, okay? Uh, but in the end, Boom, went up significantly and made some money out of it, okay? So team, you know, everyone will go through ups and downs in the travel when it comes to 
your property portfolio. Make sure you don't give up too early. Like Laura was saying last night in mentoring, don't give up too early, team, because it's very important to go the distance in this gig. Because over here, that's where the value is. That's where the money is. That's where the thing that you want is. But here is this place and space we have to work through strategically, tactically, mentally, emotionally to get through to the value on the other side. Takes a bit of time. There you go. Uh, nice work, Jared. Got his fourth property in four years. Nice, mate. That is perfect. Yeah, and it does, you're right. You know, it doesn't feel any different, does it? You, you, you kind of build it up to more than it, more than it is. And the good part now, Jared, you know, if you've got one of those properties not, not behaving, um, you know, two or, you know, one of them will be doing something good for you. The other two might be neutral. Maybe at one point, all of them will go up. At maybe one point, all of them will have a problem. But the, 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 the good part about building your property portfolio and diversifying it, team, is that if you've got four, five, six properties in the market, you have, a, you have less tumultuous um, uh, value up and down and also less tumultuous mental and emotional um, uh, uncertainty when it comes to your property deals, all right? So as you go. Um, yeah, you're right, Michelle, in the time of instant gratification. There's no such thing as instant and real estate, team, that's for sure. Um, Alison, I've got a question there. Do you view all of your investment properties or were some sight unseen? Uh, back in the olden days, Alison, <coughs> I literally purchased nearly every property I own um, without ever visiting it. And that was a long time ago, 22, 25 years ago. I was just buying older properties um, that were cash flow. We, that's what. That's how Positive Real Estate came uh, came up with its name. We were doing positive cash flow properties everywhere. Sam was talking about Cambalda last night. Um, so we literally two decades ago we were buying you know properties for thirty thousand dollars in outback Australia uh, in small country towns, um, and we we never visited them ever. Um, we now have moved all the way into better locations. It's called the migration of money. Our budgets and our taste and our strategy changed over those two decades. And really for the last 10 years, we've been doing the conversation, the, the call, which is the flight to quality. After the GFC, after the mining, um, after the mining incomes in the country towns disappeared, you know, we brought all of our wealth into, um, into the cities and now We've got a really strong strategy in around the cities um, because we don't have to chase country returns because interest rates and rents are so good in the cities now. So um, there you go um, as you roll. So Sam's all over it. That's the way, mate. You've got a couple more to go. So that's awesome. And that's the thing, gang. You know, Sam, you're in acquisition phase now, mate. You know, couple more to go. You know, know where you can get them. Sometimes you get one in super. Sometimes you tweak and dial the dollars and cents from wherever you can get them to get the acquisition done. And then now, you know, you get into the cruise mode, okay? You might pay some debt off. You might renovate those properties, increase their rents. You know, there's a few things you can do when it comes to that stuff um, as you go. All right, gang. Well, listen, um, uh, I had some technical difficulties today with my slides, <laughs> my whiteboard, but you guys kind of get the drill. We're in, we're in a lucky country, uh, Australia. Whatever the percentages are, if it's 7% or 0.07, 
whatever those percentages are, uh, we are in some lucky country. Um, we are in a lucky country when it comes to us and our ability to choose to create wealth and be financially uh, secure and take care of ourselves and others um, in in and around those ways. So, you know, think about that team as we go along. If you if you feel a bit despondent sometimes, that's what coaching and mentoring and support is all about. Get around a crowd, a crew of people who are going to support you and help you not give up, you know, because it's easy to chuck your toys and give up uh, when it feels like, you know, this is never going to work. But let me tell you, it does work. There might be a couple of dud properties. Sometimes we do buy just rubbish pieces of ship properties and we should sell them and move on. Like, you know, we sometimes that's the case. Nothing's ever perfect. But if you keep moving forward, diversify um, and, uh, and uh, keep the momentum going, you will have a good outcome, you know, in the time frame over a 15 or 20 year period. So there you go, team. A uh, couple questions there. Could you still start in that way? By regional to, due to budget? Sure you can. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. Just make sure you do it compared to what, whoever asked that question. <coughs> um, the regionals aren't as cheap as you, you think they are or the decent regionals, and you can actually get fringe of cities now um, less expensive and better value than you can in the regionals, team. So just make sure you rationalise, you know. Go look on the, the fringe of, of Brisbane, Right? Go look on the fringe of Brisbane right now and, you know, you can find reasonably valued properties um, in certain places and compare them to what you're getting and, and you know, those sorts of things. So, um, yeah, you can absolutely. If you if budget's a real constraint, then you start where you start. But, but do know, ultimately, you want your money to migrate to the best location possible and the best quality property possible, Okay. You, like we all know, team, that if you've got a, an old house in a, in a small town, you know, that is less reliable than um, a really nice house in a big town. Like that's just, that's just economics 101. All right, there you go, team. Um, uh, hopefully you're all awesome and well. I think that's about it for me this morning. A few technical difficulties, but I'll fix them up for tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. All good, all good. All right, team, that's it. I'm done. Coffee and chat, over and out. Um, You guys be awesome. Stay safe wherever you are. And, uh, yeah, let's hang out tomorrow around about the same time. All right, gang. Adios. Adios.